Fresh like I just got a contract Fresh like I just got a max Roll up that we ballin' to the max Fresh like I got a contract Moving through the city we be going Alrighty, what's up, fans? How are you guys doing? We are here. We are live. Um, this is Hoops and Brews coming back to you guys on a normal, at an abnormal time early in the morning. Usually we're a little bit later, but we wanted to make sure that we got a chance to actually, um, you know, get our special guests on that we have for today. But as always, welcome to Hoops and Brews, where we drink beer, we talk basketball. I know it's early. I still got to go to work after this, but I got my wine in my hand because why not? It's Friday. It's it's twelve. Oh, it's clock somewhere, as they say. But as always, the show co-stars rapper extraordinaire Pavy. Go ahead, get your plug in. Talk to the people. As always, man, follow me on Twitter uh, at Pavy World, P-A-V-Y World, all one word, Pavers.com. Um, go check that out. I just feel like rapping too well right now. That was a very uh, dry uh, plug of your own album that you just dropped. Bro, it's 10 a.m., G. So what? Put some more I'm energy a, into I'm it. A, I'm I a, want them to check it out, and you ain't excited about it. I'll do your plug for you. He just dropped a new project, a new tape, a new album. Go get it. It's available on Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere. Oh, I just felt like rapping too. It's got some vibes on there. It's not too long, so you won't get bored. Go get that. I think it's I 29 like minutes total. Not heavy. It's 26 minutes. Go get that. And we're going to get it in. But anyways, as always, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at RealTPJ. That's R-E-E-L-T-P-J. It's a film joke. If you don't get it, you damn dummy. And today we have a very, very special guest um, live from the tech world, from the tech scene. We have the legend himself, uh, Mr. John Redinger. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. We definitely appreciate it coming to talk hoops. So that's how you're doing today. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. My bad. Sorry. I had you muted. Go ahead. My bad. No, I'm, listen, I'm good. I'm hyped for the new album after that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Go check it out, man. Go check it out. Just type, just type in uh, Pavi on whatever streaming service you like and it'll come up. Dude, exactly. I, right, right after this, that's what I'm doing. Uh, after that, after that intro, everybody needs to do that immediately. <laughs> Thank you, John. We appreciate definitely appreciate you for coming on the show to talk some hoops with us. Um, you know, we know that you're a big uh, Lakers fan. Your Twitter handle is literally John for Lakers. So go ahead, talk to the people really quickly about your love for Lakers basketball. Listen, I grew up sports fan, Southern California native. Some of my earliest memories are going to the Great Russian Forum. I mean, I still re- I can still hear Chick Hearn from the Great Russian Forum with the seating capacity of 17,505. This is Lakers basketball. Wow. I got a chance to see Magic and Kareem at the end of their careers, uh, and that cemented my love of Lakers basketball and my love of basketball. And then mm-hmm. through, you know, the rough years, Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, yeah. Del Harris came on in. But then, you know, through the Kobe and Shaq days, uh, always been a loyal Laker fan, um, you know, after Kobe's retirement. Those down years, and when LeBron came, um, support the squad no matter what. My kids rock their Laker jerseys pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, I, I live and breathe and bleed uh, purple and gold. I love. So that. if I could ask you, what have what are your top three moments as a Laker fan? Like from all the Lakers basketball you've seen, what are the top three moments that stick out in your mind? I mean the the lob from Kobe to Shaq against Portland. I mean that's yeah. like. I remember just at a friend's house, like screaming, not knowing what to do with my hands uh, when, 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 he, when he jammed that one home. Um, Kobe's first championship without Shaq. You know, Shaq was out. Shaq was rapping, like, tell me how my ass tastes and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Kobe won one. And you're like, you can fucking take it. Um, and Magic Johnson coming back after his retirement. I was just old enough to know how important that was in watching that press conference. I still mm. have. 
at home the sign that just said magic's back that they put mm-hmm. out in the la times that day um those are kind of my three that kind of span the the lakers uh generations and one other one i had a chance to meet chick hearn uh okay. i got a chance to shake his hand okay. once um that was that was probably one of the greatest days of my life that's amazing but thank you for joining we definitely appreciate it so since we're talking lakers we're gonna and i know bulls fans you want to hear me talk boiling we're gonna talk that we're gonna talk Chicago. we're gonna talk that later because i because i'm gonna scream at pavy because i already know he's gonna start talking stupid because i've seen him this morning on twitter but let's go ahead we can't tease it i know who chicago i know who chicago is gonna hire who I'll, I'll All right, save it. I'll let's save talk it. about it. Let's go ahead. Let's, no, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. Jim Boylan, the Chicago Bulls coach, is finally gone. Finally, finally fired a guy that I deem to be an, a, a terrible coach, to be quite honest. Strongly honest. disagree. Uh, a terrible motivator of men. A terrible disagree. Anything you want to use to describe. Strongly disagree. Moment. You can strongly disagree. Go ahead. Why do you strongly disagree? Again, I've like like I've said all year. Do I think Jim Boylan is Phil Jackson? No, I do not. Do I think Jim Boylan is a great coach? No, I do not. But I don't think he's as bad as as like everybody makes him out to be. Also, I don't necessarily believe he's gotten a fair shake. Um, I think that the Bulls have been dealing with a lot of injuries. Like again, I looked it up. They were basically two wins away from being in the um bubble. Laurie was out for like uh six to eight weeks. Wendell could never stay on the court. Chris Dunn, who is arguably arguably should be on the All Defensive Team this year, he got hurt and missed half the season. Um, who else was hurt? Otto Porter played like four games. So you talk about four to five rotation players off of a team that's not already a great team. Yeah, they don't look incredible. So I just you, think that he so never got the. Do you, I just, you I just, ignore all you ignore all the other losses, the body language, the losses. Lines, that's the they, but like, but like, but like, but like, but like, but like, no, but like, no, but no, but like, no, but like, look, a lot of that also I think is the Bulls players. They're full of young guys. I think they a lot of times act like spoiled young AAU athletes. I'm sorry, they lost by 50 points and then say we don't want to practice. How do you not want to practice after you lose by 50 points? You can't get better. What do we need to practice for? Just to get better. What you mean, why? Literally, like, look, if I hadn't with my own two eyes covered Clippers practices immediately the day after they won or lost, honestly, I wouldn't say nothing. But I've seen Doc Rivers call practice the day after they lost, and it wasn't by 50. And they had a practice, and nobody said nothing. But I think a lot of it was they had, like, spoiled in, spoiled entitled athletes. Also, they talk about Jim Boy and play calling. I've seen Zach Levine too many times at the end of the games, wave off screens, and go in Kobe mode, miss. Way too many times for me to completely blame Jim Boyle. Now, granted, it, now look, if you want to fire him, I can understand why. Because, again, maybe you want to get a whole new regime. No, 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 no. Because maybe you want to get a whole new regime in, which I can pretty much understand and respect. You know, obviously, new guys come in. Maybe you want to don't, you know, want to keep on something uh, that was on board from the uh, last regime. But, again, I don't think he was a terrible coach. Do I think he was amazing? No, but I don't think he was terrible. Also, I'm looking at – the, what what he had to deal with, it wasn't much. And then you take those guys and you make them – the Lakers right now don't look the same and they got two rotation players missing. So what the hell you think the Bulls going to look like with like five of them missing and they ain't that good? He's still a terrible coach. <laughs> they need a culture change. I mean, they, you saw like he's a terrible coach. This is my question. This is how you know he's a terrible coach. Will he get rehired anywhere else? As a as – a, as a, uh, 
as a uh, head coach? No. Yeah, as a head coach. Yeah. As a head coach. Yeah. Exactly. No, but no, 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 hold on. No, 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 but how many coaches get fired and then immediately get hired as a head coach again? You've seen a lot of people gonna get rehired at anywhere. He'll get a coach. He'll he he will get a assistant coach job so he's been a quality assistant but look yeah but look how many coaches just get fired and immediately get another head coaching job it really don't happen too much we even saw mike woodson uh shout out him when he uh with all due respect don't do not name a black coach because we because we know how the nba operates with black coaches there's a very few amount of black coaches and black uh uh people in the front office of the organization, so I just named one because I, I, I just named one name. because he I just named one because he was the first person to think of my mind. Because they tend um, to get jobs and bounce back faster, quickly than black coaches do. Um, if, Luke Walton, if Luke Walton can get fired, can get a rehire back. But I don't think Luke sexual assault allegation out at the same time. But yeah, but I don't think Luke is a terrible coach either. I really don't think Luke is a terrible coach. I don't think Luke's a terrible coach. I don't think I I I, I do I do I do not think Luke I mean, is listen, a terrible coach. Luke is an amazing coach when you got Steph Clay and Draymond on your team. Amazing coach. Win, win 60 early, straight games. Wait, hold on. Do it. Hold on, early. wait. Hold on, wait. But weren't the Lakers in the playoffs last year when Braun got hurt? So no. would we be saying the same thing? Yes, they were. They were literally oh, before he got hurt. Okay, before. Yeah. It they were December. It doesn't matter. And but they do you didn't think, like him then. Listen, but listen, like him it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. But do you think that the Lakers just fall out the playoffs if LeBron is healthy the whole year? No, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think Luke Walton is a terrible coach. Also, they don't think- on pace to make the playoffs despite Luke Walton on the strength of LeBron James. Those rotations last year were Thank horrible. You. Those rotations, the players he was putting in, the lines he was putting in were atrocious. And then he wasn't even making changes when changes were necessary. Luke Walton, and I love Luke Walton. I was so high on him when he came down from Golden State. Laker legacy, bleeds purple and gold, and the dude was a horrible coach. And I think he learned, and he's done a lot better job in Sacramento, but he was not the fit. Plus, he got toned out by the players, and you're you're done once that happens. And that happens I, to Wayland. I honestly don't think he did a better job in Sacramento because we see guys like Buddy Hill feel as though he's currently being alienated okay. and basically said he's probably going to – uh, he's unsure about his future in there. Uh, 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 Bogdanovich, I've no been idea. Has been balling. He's been, he's been balling. He's been balling. But like, what is his ceiling? What's the Aaron Fox's yeah. ceiling with Luke Walton as a coach? What's I mean, I think in general, Aaron Fox, is a Aaron Fox has a very high ceiling. He got a higher ceiling than Alonzo Ball right now. Which is, I agree with that. All right, so. Uh, so, but 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 you're not gonna convince me that Jim Boylan is a is a good coach. I didn't say he was good. I just said that I don't think he was as terrible as everybody made him out to be. And again, I don't think that he got a fair shake considering all of considering you you put him in in the middle of last season after you fired Horberg, who everybody hated. So he's on Horberg's staff. They already hate Ho- Horberg and the whole staff. He gets inserted, and then this year you see guys who consistently get hurt. And again, they were two wins away from being in the bubble. Why do you I don't think, think he was that terrible of a coach. I, my favorite part is he was a part of Hoyerberg's staff. Yes, that's why they didn't like him, because they were like, hey, you are terrible when he was here, and you're terrible when you're here. But no, but no, yeah. no, no, but no, but no, but no, but no, but no, look, literally, what were people asking for with Hoyberg? More accountability and more discipline in the organization. So you put a disciplinary in, in Jim Boylan, and they want to act like spoiled brats. So what you want? Now look, now, now look, now look, now look. Thibodeau was a disciplinarian, but players don't. Half the like damn them. team wasn't there when Tiz was there. Also, the league was different. The yeah. league was completely different back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee, what the hell happened in Minnesota? Tiz couldn't do that shit with Wiggins and Cat. 
That ain't work trash. trash. That ain't work trash. trash. You can't do that shit. You can't do it no more. Hold on, wait a minute. When is Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns made the playoffs? They made it once. Once and guess who they made it with? Tom Thibodeau. So stop that. You out of your damn mind. He got fired. Why? Because they ain't like him. No, he got fired because they were trash. Because no, Wiggins and Carl no, Towns no, are no. He got fired because they didn't like him. Because they, they picked the players. They, no, no. Was Jimmy Butler not they on that team? Players. Was Jimmy and he got traded. And he got traded. Who was, who was he? Who, who, who did Jimmy Butler say the problem? They who did Jimmy Butler say was Exactly. The who did Jimmy Butler say was the problem? The organization gave who Wiggins and Carl that money. The organization. The organization. The organization. Are you listening to me? Answer the question. Who did Jimmy Butler say Cat and Wiggins, okay, the people, the people, the people that the organization sided with, which is why he ain't there. So Tibbs ain't there. Tibbs ain't got a job right now because that shit don't work no more. Well, no, he got one now. He got one now. No, 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 no. Tibbs don't have it. What? Tibbs? What? No, no, no. Wait, hold on, wait. Tibbs actually has a job now. He, he, Tibbs has a job with the Knicks, but Tibbs got fired because he tried to play hardball with those players, and those players were not having it, especially the players who you just paid one hundred and fifty million dollars to. That's why he got fired because they didn't like him. Because Wiggins and Cat didn't like him. with no heart crumbled like cookies. That's what happened. But let's go ahead. We don't have a lot of time. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about Lakers versus Blazers. John, I'll let you actually start this one off. Are the Lakers in trouble if they face the Portland Trail Blazers in the playoffs? Listen, I have never rooted so hard for a Memphis team in my entire life. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get my John Morant jersey. Uh, I think they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, if they had home court, they were playing the first couple games in Staples. It's a different story. The, the bubble, though, is anybody's game. And Dame Lillard is a beast. A beast. After missing those free throws, dude's put up two 60-point games. The man is a beast on fire and what's scary about portland is he has something to prove yeah, he feels he disrespected in the league and Sounds he is out to prove it and the lakers without avery bradley could fall victim i think very easily to dame Lillard. i think very easily not to mention cj mccullough but i am terrified of portland in a seven game series the lakers look like they were just running drills Mm-hmm. I mean, they looked look like they were just like running. I'm like, ah, eh, maybe a basket. Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of the fans were saying on Twitter. Like, I think they just wanted some cardio in this game. That's no. what it looked like. Now, playoff LeBron is you can't discount that. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen playoff Anthony Davis. I mean, a little bit, but we don't know. Why y'all? Why do? Why is why uh, LeBron? Yeah. Why do Lakers fans keep doing this to Anthony Davis? Same. Why are you guys acting like this man has not been taking his own team to the playoffs? They went to the second round. Whoa, 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 whoa. Again, what do we remember most about that series? Drew Holiday and Dave. Drew, Drew Holiday strapping up Dame Lillard. I literally yeah. do not remember. Yeah. We do not remember AD in that series. Remember Anthony Davis still going out and putting up like 28, 12. I really don't. I really don't, bro. It's no disrespect. It's no disrespect to AD. I do. He's done a work. He's done it once. You need to do it okay. year after year okay. to get I'm that reputation. Opinion. And it's I'm not, not a knock on him. He just hasn't had the chance. He hasn't had the talent around him to do it like he does now. Who's going to yeah. score? Who's going to square up against uh, against Dame? We can put LeBron on him. He's going to be gassed by the second <laughs> quarter. Like what? What are you going to do? Hey, I mean, I, I think you all have. A, I think you all are in a lot of trouble. Honestly, I think the the your rotations are going to be um, um, put to test. I think that your front court that everybody in that Pavy himself loves to brag about. He loved to tell me Dwight Howard was great and how he should have some six man of the year votes and how he was better than Max A. Keebler and all this. No, he was not. No, he is not. 
and he he uh JaVale I, I don't even know honestly I got it's Lakers fans all on the internet saying JaVale shouldn't even play in the playoffs listen I think how do you feel about that how do you feel I about think JaVale's got a role and I think how him and Dwight have sort of shared and embraced the role of sharing the five duties uh is is awesome so I, I think that JaVale absolutely has earned the right to play, even if nothing else but a defensive stopper and five fouls in the paint. I will take those five fouls uh, during that. And they're probably not even going to run at the five anyway. They'll probably just do a stretch four like they always do and probably put Anthony Davis in there. Um, if you want to play at the five. Yeah, yeah they're not, not going to play. They're not going to play many, uh, many true centers. Um, I'm terrified of Portland. And having said that, I'm still taking the Lakers in six. Okay. How about you, Pappy? What do you think? How are, are, I mean, are the Lakers in trouble for Portland? Obviously, you had your Pavs Daily Take episode um, yeah, a I told you this months ago when I said in a game seven, is it unless to say that, that a Dame can't outplay LeBron? Am, am, am I like still wild for saying this? Do you think that like Dame can't game, outplay in a game seven? No, I'm still. Yes. Have, have, have you? Have you? Have you? Look, look, against, against, LeBron against. Look, listen, I don't, you, hear listen, me, against, you hear me talk about LeBron all the time and listen, say bro. I don't believe in LeBron. Listen, but seven, I listen bro. LeBron. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen, listen, bro. In any other series, okay, sure. But in this series, again, with the Lakers' backcourt, which is non-existent right now, if Avery Bradley was there, it would be a little bit of a different story because I'd be like, you know what, somebody could offer some resistance, some, 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 some unresistance to Dane. But KCP and Danny Green mm-hmm. and Alex Caruso and Quinn Cook? I can mm-hmm. get done. When you see what he was just doing to these other people who had better defenders than that on them, what, 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 what? what? I mean, Wait, really, what? Do they have better defenders? That's a real question. Who we? Uh, who do they play? They play. Uh, he put up. Well, Dallas didn't really have nobody to guard him. Dallas has no one to guard him. I love Luca, but Luca can't guard the turnstile. Luca can't. The Nets. The Nets. He can give you 30, 10, and 10, but he's gonna keep turning like a turn. The, the Nets, I think, have younger and more active defenders. Are they are they better mentally? Maybe not, but I think they have more younger and active defenders. And who was the game before that that he put up 61 on? Uh, who was the game before that? Um, I literally I forgot, forgot who it was. I forgot. Anyway, regardless though, yes, I do think the Lakers are in trouble. Obviously, people say, oh, well, these games don't matter. No, they don't matter, but they do matter from the standpoint of like. Rhythm and consistency. I agree. Like you don't really get like it's not like you get a whole month off. Like you're talking about basically you just restarted a season after not playing for like four months, and you just finna act like oh well because we won all those games back then and we had that rhythm, it's gonna carry over to now. This is basically a whole new season, and you've never seen nothing like this before. And I think the one thing like um John mentioned was in the bubble with no crowd. These games are never over. Like you'll see games, it'll be like a 10-point lead with two minutes left. And usually in regular times, you know, if you in, you know, um somebody's stadium, you'll close that out. Yeah. These games, like the shot Tyler Johnson was hitting last night, I don't think he hits his fans are in the stadium. <laughs> like, like a lot of things that happen are just completely different. So, yes, I am worried for the Lakers. You if I Rondo. had if what I had you, to go ahead. What do you think about Rondo coming back? I think they need Rondo. I think that Rondo is one of the most important things that they um need right now. And I think that um I because I think they have no backup point guard. I think and I think that that hurts them because of the fact that like let's say LeBron checks out because he has to check out. He can't play for eight minutes. Yeah. And if he checks out for like seven minutes and you well, not not seven minutes, but three minutes, and you give up a whole seven-point lead in three minutes, bro. Like we need somebody to come in and stabilize the game. And also, I think that Braun at his age should not be initiating all his offense from that far out. 
from the basket. I think that Bron, I think that Bron sometimes should be in the post, and I think that he should embrace that and he should let Rondo run point guard and Bron should just go more in the scorer mode. Yeah, but post. you have to, but you have to stop. How can LeBron be in the post? We have Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee or Why Anthony they Davis both be on the floor. Court, though? Because, because again, 80, 80. How many shoot. minutes are you expecting LeBron to play? If LeBron has to play over 38 because minutes a game or 36 minutes a game, LeBron's number one, he might get hurt. Number one, he might get he might get hurt. And number two, Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. If LeBron's got to play more than 36 minutes a game in the playoffs, y'all get you. He's playing 36 minutes. He's playing 36. He's playing 36. Lakers fans, listen to me. If LeBron got to play 36 minutes a game plus in the playoffs, number one, you better worry about his health. And number two, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in big trouble. I mean, what do you think about LeBron um, in terms of his minutes and and also his growing, John? What do you think about that? I mean, his growing. I think his growing is fine. Yeah. Growing okay. is healed. He had the off season and the uh, the bubble to heal. I think LeBron's playing thirty six to thirty eight. I think a hundred percent beyond a shadow of doubt. I think if Frank Vogel pulls him out, he's putting himself back in the game. Uh, I think that's who he is and who he's always been. Um, there's no way that he's coming off the court. The Lakers are at their best. When he is on the court, whether the ball is in his hands or as a decoy, and if they are going to play Portland, which I'd imagine they probably are, they need to put up their best, and their best is when LeBron James is on the court. So this is also my other question for you guys. Um, the Lakers currently um, are—I mean, I don't know. I mean, what what are you all? What are you both looking at as being the Lakers' core rotation of guys in the playoffs? Do you think that they like dwindle it down to an eight-man rotation? What do you think that the Lakers are going yeah. to do in terms of their rotations, both Pavi and John? I mean, I, we're not going to see Taylor Horton Tucker, I think, play uh, <laughs> play big minutes against uh, against Portland. Um, I think they're they're going to they're going to tighten it down to probably nine, I would imagine, and that's going to be it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like one one thing, the Lakers have been running some lineups that I don't think you would ever see. I don't think you'll ever see Quinn Cook initiating offense in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I I hope you don't see that, and if you do see that, it's an issue. Um, I think probably you may, you know, Dion may, you know, um, get some on burn. Rondo, obviously Kuzma, Caruso will probably get some burn. Dwight will get some burn. So maybe like yeah. nine, nine, maybe, maybe 10 man rotation. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like, like you said, you, you won't see probably Quinn Cook and you probably won't see, um, who else? Uh, uh, Horton Tucker, yeah. Caruso. Uh, I don't know if JR is going to get too, too much playing time. Maybe it is also reported that Rajon Rondo will enter the bubble on Thursday. Uh, so, um, four days, right? Four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I think they desperately need him back. I think Lakers fans are are um, were very quick to to you know to judge him and say that they don't need him. But you have to realize that there is no other point guard on this team. I remember when Daniel Bell, shout out to Daniel Bell, the you know the star of our um, you know Lakers show, King Watch LA. Um, you know, was talking to me about about the Lakers versus Clippers. He's like. Caruso's gonna shine. He's gonna be more clutch than PG. I'm like, you gotta stop this, bro. You got it. Like Lakers fans at certain points in time are very extremely delusional. Um, but I do think that the Lakers need Rondo, and I think that if they're gonna beat the Blazers, they're gonna need Rondo as well, just for the sheer pressure that Rondo will put on another team offensively when he's out there actually dishing and creating. Because also, this is the other thing about Dame. Dame hasn't really in this stretch that he had over the past couple games had to play against another point guard that could put up 40 on his head. You know what I mean? Like, even when he's playing Steph Curry, regardless of what anybody wants to say, it still takes energy to guard Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on the defensive end. Or even if you're hiding out, that you still have to guard whoever it is. Nobody's been putting 
any pressure on Dame Lillard on defense. So, of course, I'm not expecting him to come in and play amazing um, on defense versus, a, a, you know, you know, a, a point guard is actually going to push him. Nobody has actually been available to really push him, um, you know, kind of in, in these bubble games. Who's been there to push him? Ben Simmons didn't play, as they said. Who's pushing him? Who on the Nets is pushing him? Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't out there. Who's been pushing him? That's well, an honest question. Well, well, Dang. Well, well, defensively. Well, defensively, who's well, been pushing no, Dane? No. Nobody. Hold on, wait. Yesterday he did have to guard Tyler Johnson. Keris. Tyler, 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 come on. Tyler Johnson, Tyler Schmonson. Come on, man. No, no, no. Come on, no, man. No. Like no. a Snoop Dogg meme. Who? Who? He had to, no. He had to uh, guard him. And also, Keris LeVert was tearing everybody a new one yesterday. Yeah. He didn't have to guard these guys. These guys were other people's defensive responsibility. He had to guard he was up in arms yesterday about CJ McCollum getting cooked all game long by Karis LeVert. Gary Trent. Huh? Trent. Gary, Trent, not CJ. Gary Trent, Trent and CJ McCollum. Trent. No, CJ. Everybody was saying CJ no, can't C move. How are you going to guard no, anybody out no, there? No, 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 no. CJ actually did a decent job on Karis down the stretch. Gary right. Trent was the one getting cooked. Okay. So let, let me ask you guys. Go ahead. What are the like, outside chance? What if we flip it? What if Memphis gets it? Memphis uh, Lakers in four. If, if Memphis gets it, the Lakers in Lakers two. In, Lakers in two. two. In two. Look, look, look. If look, if Memphis get it, NBA, do us all a favor. Let's just go ahead and fast forward past this series, and we'll you know get them like two games in a bye. Like we cool on that. Like we only need two games because literally, I don't want to see Memphis in the playoffs. If if Dame, but this is also the thing about the Blazers. If they lose two games in a row to Memphis, which is what they have to do to, in order to miss the playoffs, go playoff, to hell. Go to hell. Literally, I never want to hear Dame speak about being clutch again. Like Dame, all I love Dame, and hopefully, you know, we really trying to get an interview with Dame, and I'm gonna keep it G with Dame, just like I'll keep it G with everybody else. If he would have lost to the Nets, woo, <laughs> G. Woo. I and Melo, Melo missed that quarter three. G, like, oh, Melo took that quarter three. I was like, Melo, Melo. Oh my God, G, G. No one in the arena. Was happy that Karis Levert missed that shot. Then Melo. If Karis Levert would have made that shot, and the Blazers would have got eliminated, did you see how after he missed the shot, Melo got the ball and took it and threw it on the ground? Did you see that? Because he knew. Did you did you all see that after the game? Like when the game was over, Melo got the ball and threw it on the ground. It was like. Yeah. Like, oh, he my knew. God. Oh, I almost had a heart attack. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Let me ask you guys. Let's play what if, right? Suns are the hottest team in the bubble. 8-0. Devin Booker playing out of his mind. What if alternate world, what if the Suns got that eighth seed? How would they match? How would the this hot Suns team match up against I a thought, scale I, Lakers team? I thought they would actually I, – I, I don't think they would have beat the Lakers because I, I don't think Devin Booker um, – has enough experience, but I do think that they would have pushed the Lakers to six. I think the Blazers are the only team that I think can beat the Lakers yeah. um, in that AC slot. I think if the Mavericks would have played the Lakers, they still would have lost probably in like six. Like I love Luke and trust Luca, but experience, experience, yeah. and, and and this is the thing. Like now that now that we cover the NBA and I study basketball and I watch basketball so much, half the time I spend watching the games, I'm yelling at the TV screen coaching. Like, I'm not even, like, I can't even really enjoy the games anymore. So even when I'm watching young players like Luca or I'm watching young players like Devin Booker at the end of games, you, if, if you can ask my girlfriend, then again, I'm literally screaming at the TV, slow down, slow down. Because young guys just, when, when, they, when, the, you know, when the pressure is high, they just move way too fast and it leads to turnovers and mistakes. Like the Mavericks this year, I think, are 3-11 and 11 or 2-11 and 11 or 2-12 and 12 or 3-12. and 12 in games that are decided by 10 or fewer points in like the last six minutes of the game. Um, and that is all from inexperience. So Luca 
has to get better. He has to learn. I think you have to learn before you become a champion. I think the Suns would have probably won a couple games because I don't think that they would have had anybody to guard Devin Booker. But I do think that after Devin Booker gashed the Lakers for about 45 and 50 in two games and maybe stole a couple games, LeBron's mm-hmm. going to be like, all right, I got to use the last little bit of energy I got left to shut down Devin Booker for two games, probably slow down Devin Booker for two games, Lakers win, and then they go to the next round. But I will say this. It doesn't matter who, what happens with the Lakers. If they lose, I mean, if they win versus the Blazers, they're going to lose in the next round. I really think they're going to lose in the next round. I, I genuinely think that they don't have what it takes to beat the um, uh, uh, the Thunder, and I don't think that they have what it takes to beat the Rockets. I think that the Thunder will beat them because of their perimeter play and their guard play and the fact that they have a rebounder and they have an 18 to 20-point-per-game score in Danilo Gallinari, who when he was on the L.A. Clippers had to be the primary option on offense um, or, you know, as far as the starters. On the OKC Thunder, Danilo is really like the third, fourth option and all of his shots are usually coming in rhythm now because, you know, CP3 or Shea Gilgis-Alexander or um, Dennis Schroeder are running pick and rolls with Steven Adams, which is creating open shots on the weak side for guys to be able to get open threes. So I think that's going to be good for Danilo. And I don't think that the Lakers are going to have anybody that's going to be able to defend those guys on the perimeter. Like LeBron is too old to defend Dennis Schroeder or or um, or Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Chris Paul, maybe, but even Chris Paul, he's a crafty guy that – will get a guy like LeBron in foul trouble. I've seen Le- Chris Paul is still flopping all over the bubble. Like, I like he had a flop uh, in the game that they won the other day. I'm like, how do you even think of this? Like, when a grown man is running at you full speed and you mm-hmm. got 0.4 seconds left on uh, – oh, you got 0.4 seconds before y'all make body-to-body contact. Yeah. How do you think, okay, when he hits me, I'm going to turn and act as if I got hit by, like, uh, a war martyr – and and I and explode all over the floor and get the I like I genuinely be like how do you think of this? They need to give out awards for that. It's called the uh, the Vlade, Vlade Divac flop award. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But let's actually talk about this bubble MVP. Who's your bubble MVP, guys? Dame Lillard. Conversation over. Devin Booker. I'm gonna go with Dame Lillard. I would have gave it to Devin Booker, but the problem is, is that Dame Lillard made the playoffs. No, um, the problem is Dame put up 61, 51, uh, 41. Devin That's Booker, the problem. Devin Booker, yeah, but Devin Booker has been better. His team has played better, and he's no, done. he ain't. Yes, yes, he has. No, he a, 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 a no says differently, big fella. No, he hasn't. Ain't no, no, no says differently. Ain't no says differently. No, he hasn't. Ain't no says differently. Ain't enough said differently. Ain't enough said differently. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He ain't even has been better. He ain't even has been better. No, he hasn't. How the hell did he get to the game? No, he hasn't. Because we won all of the games that we played, and I played big in all of the games that we played. What do you consider MVP? player who raises their team the most? The best individual player? I think I deem it to be the player who raised the team the most and and right. Devin Booker raised his team the most but the thing about it is I give I give extra kudos to guys who make the playoffs because I believe that you play to win the game so if you play to win the game I gotta give it to Dame but if we're talking about Devin Booker if the Suns would have made the play in like literally if Memphis if 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 Giannis wouldn't have got suspended for head button uh um um uh, you know Mo Wagner um he would have played in the first half the, the Grizzlies wouldn't have had that big lead and then the Phoenix Suns will be playing the, um, you know, you know, the Portland Trailblazers in the play-in, and then that game to me would have decided who was the bubble MVP because whoever made it to the to the playoffs would have been the bubble MVP. But when you get eliminated and you don't make the playoffs, I can't 
say that you're an MVP. Same way I can't get somebody that didn't make the playoffs in the NBA regular season. Um, if it was under normal circumstance, the MVP, regardless of his numbers, if his team didn't make the playoffs. So, I mean, I have to give it to Dame. I think Dame deserves all of the credit that he get. I mean, that he's getting right now. He's been balling. Yes, he did miss the free throws, but it happens. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan had to fail. And also, I think the thing about even with the free throws, all his, I mean, you know, both of those free throw misses were short, I believe. That's because he, he was tired. I mean, he, and also he jacked from half court all game long. I'm sure his arm tired. They'd probably be icing that man up like Tom Brady after the game. You know, so, but let's go ahead. Let's actually talk some playoff matchups. Um, John, who do you have in the Jazz Nuggets series? This is going to be probably the a snooze fest of a series, but I do think that this is actually going to be a pivotal matchup um, because I think that if the Nuggets come out and they dominate and Michael Porter Jr. comes out and he yeah. dominates, I think everybody else, everyone, including the Clippers who get who have been getting dog walked by the by the ma- I mean I'm sorry by the Nuggets basically all year in games that actually matter. Yeah. The Clippers be, was been getting their ass handed to them by the Nuggets in games that actually matter. Um but also Gary Harris isn't there so it's a little di- different dynamic. But honestly Bowl Bowl and Michael Porter Jr. the way they've performed in this bubble, which is also the other thing, rookies I think are gonna shine in the bubble because there's no crowd. So for them it's just a game of pickup. And in a game of pickup the pressure isn't really that high. Like like Melo missed that shot, and we're mad at Melo for missing that shot because Melo has a history of making shots, but Melo yeah. also has a history of missing shots recently, right? These rookies, they don't have any prior context, you know, in the league. So for them, I feel like they're playing with house money. So I actually think that the Nuggets are going to win this series, and I actually think the Nuggets are going to win this series. Um, actually, did I pick the Nuggets? Oh, let me let me look at my official playoff bracket. Um, yes, I picked the Nuggets. Um, so I'm going to go with the Nuggets actually win five. I'm sorry, four games to one. Um, John, what do you think? I mean, actually, I uh, I tend to agree with you. Um, I can't wait to see Bol Bol. I think seeing, just seeing him play is amazing. Just when he puts his arm. But um, both teams sucked in the bubble. I mean, going, what, three and four and three and five? I mean, so these two teams, I think, are coming in cold. But you're right. You can't put too much pressure. And you can't rely on the Rooks. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think Denver's going to run away with this one. Yeah, I think, but I also think if Michael Porter Jr. this series averages 20, beast. If he averages 20, if he averages 20, the Clippers better be worried because they don't really have an answer for Nikola Jokic. Um, and I think he is basically he might be the key to the championship in the NBA this year. I think Nikola Jokic is a guy who had a great playoff last year, played really, really well came up, played big minutes in the series versus Portland, even though they actually lost that series. But I felt like they were missing that guy. If Michael Porter Jr. is going to come out and ball and play and play in rhythm, a lot of people have compared him to T-Mac, um, you know, or said that he looks like a young T-Mac. I'm not actually upset at that comparison. My comparison for him when I first saw him early this season in person was, I said that he kind of, to me, looked like a stronger version of Kevin Durant, a stronger, a smaller, a smaller in, in, in height, but stronger version of Kevin Durant. So I'm not mad at the T-Mac comparisons because I think that they're both in terms of scoring potency on the same level. I just don't think T-Mac is as, is as great of a player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Patty, so what do you think? think? Oh, no, go ahead, Denver has, You think Denver has what it takes to get out of the West? I think they do, but only if Michael Porter Jr. hoops because with Gary Harris being out, they're going to miss some shooting on the yeah. perimeter. And I don't trust Jamal Murray in the playoffs because I saw his work last year versus Dame. And when they needed him to step up and make those big shots at home, he didn't do it. So 
I'm going to need Michael Porter Jr. to go out there and create mismatch. Or even if Michael Porter Jr. can give them 18 a game, that's crazy. But if he can give them 18, five rebounds, three assists a game and not get cooked on defense, they're going to be fine. Because I think he's going to wind up having a couple 30-point games in the playoffs because he's a rhythm scorer. And I also think that he's a streaky scorer um, at this early stage in his career. I think as he gets older, he'll become much more of a true rhythm scorer where everything he's getting is just when he gets touches. I think now it'll be a little bit more streakier. But I also think the fact that I don't think Mike Malone is the biggest fan of Michael Porter Jr. Or at least I thought yeah, he wasn't. I yeah. I don't think I still don't think he yeah, is. Like I, I look at the thing Michael Porter Jr. is doing. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you might want to take the training wheels off of him, but I don't give a damn. If my if Magic Johnson can go out in the finals as a rookie and win finals MVP, you can't tell me you have a guy that's set out for a year with back ailments that's coming back in a league in which the rookies from last year are balling this year. Play the man. Go ahead, yeah, Pavy. Talk to I us. Think that, uh, Jamal Murray has to get out of Michael Porter Jr.'s way. Um, sometimes down the stretch when I see Jamal Murray has the ball, I'm like, I know why, because like historically for like the Nuggets, Jamal Murray has been that guy for them. But I just personally think everybody in Denver is playing, like if you talk about options, I think everybody's playing one option too far up. I think Porter should be the number one option. Now, will that happen? Who knows? But I think he does have that potential for them. And I've said since day one, I think that that Michael Porter Jr. is the is the, is basically the key to the Nuggets. To me, it's like dropping prime Carmelo Anthony. On like this Nuggets team, so that's you think he's more mellow. So you think he's more mellow than T? I'm not. I'm not saying he's more. I'm. 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 I'm just like if I'm like looking at Denver and I'm making a comparison, it's like okay, why did Melo leave Denver? Because Melo felt like he didn't have what it needs to take to get it done. What to me this is like if you took a a, a version of Melo and dropped him on like a Denver team and was like, see, you got everybody you need. Here you go. And yes, I think that the Nuggets will beat the Jazz. Reason being is I think that Jokic will kind of render. Personally, I think Gobert is the Jazz favorite player. I don't know why people even dispute that. He's a two-time defensive player of the um year. And I think that Jokic, because he plays so far away from the basket, would kind of render what Gobert does best ineffective. Um, also, Bogdanovich isn't there, which is huge for them. Like, I mean, even Donovan Mitchell, yeah, he's been getting off. Like, have you looked at that? this man's field goal percentage when he's been getting off? Reason basically been taking so many shots because Bogdanovich isn't there. Hey, Mike Con- hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What have I always told you about Donovan Mitchell? What? I'm no, I'm just, I'm no, I'm just saying, I'm asking you and everybody else. I've always said he got to take 25 shots to get 28 but he wasn't, points. But, but, but look, he wasn't doing that when Bodanovich was there because you had another two points. But he's gone he now. The ball too. Also, luckily for Utah, Mike Conley has been looking as best as he's been looking all season. He wasn't looking good when the when the when the um the season was 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 actually going on. But for the Nuggets, nah, like I mean, I think the Nuggets have realistic finals. Um. Um, um, you know, um, um, chances for one. I think Yogas can be the best player on the court in any game. Number one, I think if you had the best player on the court in in any game, you got a shot. And again, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. does add a whole new element that they just did not have before. For one, he helps you rebound it. Like you know, in all these games, yeah, he getting twenty points, but usually he getting like 10, 11, 12 boards too. So he's also helping you on the boards. Again, they added Bowl Bowl in, and these people they got off the bench who I've never heard of before be hooping. Like Dozier, who I've never heard of before, he can play defense. They got they they got a deep, 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 deep basketball team. And I think you even saw that when the Nuggets G League team basically put up a fight against the Lakers. Now I can now now you can say all you want to, all oh, where well, the Lakers weren't playing hard. No, I saw too many missed defensive rotations that looked like that was happening because the Nuggets were executing on offense. 
So to me, it's somebody that has got a pretty deep team. And if Will Barton can come back, who, who's no, he's still out, and Gary Harris can come back and give them anything, I think everybody should be scared of this um, Nuggets basketball team because they got a deep team. They can go 10 deep with no problem. Better, better than most teams can't go 10 deep with no problem. Yeah, I'm not, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's move on. Let's talk Clippers, Mavericks. Obviously, we cover the L.A. Clippers as media. Um, what do you think are the Mavericks shot, um, you know, against the Clippers, Patty? Um, I think they have a shot if Porzingis is going to continue playing the way he's playing right now. Um, I think that Phil Jackson got it right when he said Porzingis is not a number one. He's not. If Porzingis is your number one, you're not going to go very far. But if he's your number two, you know, doing the things that he can do, um, I think that 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 that's big, but I can't see how they beat the Clippers because again, I don't understand why people guard Luca with point guards. It just it just it, it just never like he's six seven. He's because six, you three. can't really guard him yes, with you anybody. Can. You can't yes, because you can. of the spacing that they have on the floor with, with Curry out there. Listen, if Curry wasn't yes, good, can. I would agree with you. Yes, you yes, yes, you can. The thing about it is most people just don't have like three great wing defenders like the Clippers do. The Clippers literally have like three to four wing defenders. Mm-hmm. So you can throw Kawhi on them. You um you can throw PG on him. You can even throw Pat Bev on him. You can, and this is just me thinking off the top of my head. Yeah, I think I saw TNT graphic. It said Luca was shooting thirty one percent against the LA Clippers this yeah, uh, uh, this year. Yeah, because but, they he, but the crazy part, he was still averaging like twenty eight nine and eight. Because they actually have the defenders to be able to switch off and guard him consistently. Most teams really probably only have one wing defender, and then with that. If if like Luca flops a lot, so if he gets you in foul trouble, then your wing, then your best wing defender is completely off the court. I don't think they have a chance against the Clippers. I think that they can win one or two games because again, I think that Porzingis presents matchup problems for them. And even if you know, even you know, even when Trez comes comes back, and I think Trez is actually in the um, bubble right now. Think about Trez is Trez doesn't really like to come out to the perimeter and guard. KP be pulling up from like half court sometimes with like just coming down transition to pull up from half court. So I don't think their bigs really want to come out in space and guard. So if Bazinga's can come out here and average like 30 in the series, I would give them two games. Other than that, I think five game series. Um I don't think the Mavericks have much of a chance against the Clippers. John, talk to us. What do you think about this series? Um do you think that the Mavericks have any shot at all? Listen, I think the only shot the Mavericks have is the Clippers haven't really been whole in the bubble. Like they haven't all played together. I think that's the only hope that Dallas has and that's not a knock on Dallas the Clippers are just too deep and too strong if everybody's healthy coming out of LA Dallas doesn't have a chance and I love watching Luca play is like amazing a privilege to see him to see him hoop uh but getting past LA I'm not sure any team in the league has what it takes but alone Dallas you look at uh the Clipper center he beats a Zubats who still kills me that Matt Johnson gave him away dude was averaging 13 and 11 like if Zubats is averaging double-digit points, baby Mark Gasol, baby Mark Gasol, I've been calling that. Like I said, uh, 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 it's actually Zoo is actually a very sweet guy. Um, and anytime media members want to talk to him and ask him questions, he always asks uh, answers questions. So I said, like uh, you know, like Stephen they had Allen Iverson. I have Evisa Zubats. <laughs> I love Zoo, but Zoo has been hooping. I think that I think you're I think you're I think you're right. I just think that the I do think I, I will say this. Doc, I love you. I literally love Doc Rivers as a human being. I actually genuinely have a love and appreciation for most of these Clippers guys. They're all actually very good guys. But I'm telling you now, don't do it. Don't do it. Because y'all, because y'all, when y'all see me next season, y'all going to be mad and y'all going to want to smoke. Because don't do it. Don't let Luca 
run wild. Do not do it because I swear if they cough up this series on some fluke-ish, it's going to be bad. We thought that the Heat, we thought the Heat losing in 2011 was going to be bad. Oh, oh my God. If if the Clippers lose in the first round to the Mavericks, it's going to be biblical on, on Twitter, on social media, on this show, on every show, on that other network, and that other network, and them other sports networks. It's going to be bedlam. So they better win. I do think that they will win. I think actually Lou Williams and Trez are the key to this series. I think that the as much as I like the Mavericks, I don't like Tim Hardaway Jr. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is the worst player in the NBA. He's um, there for defense, though. He's he, there because uh, he, 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 did you not see? Did you see what Devin Booker did to that man? Yeah, I'm, I'm he hit that man with a jab. Ugh, man. Ugh, no, is that he's there Michael for defense and like Kidd that's why he's playing. Gilchrist is the worst player in the NBA. The worst player in the NBA. Get that man off the floor. Period. Is that the defense? And Tim Hardaway Jr., I'm sorry, Donovan, um, you know, Mitchell, for disrespecting you. I am. That's all I can say is I'm sorry for disrespecting you and comparing you to Tim Hardaway Jr. But I do think that the Clippers are going to win this series, and I think they'll win in uh, six. What do you guys think? How many games? Five. If you're Doc, though, how many minutes are you playing Kawhi in the first round? However many you want to play. How many you need to play? I think he, I think I think Kawhi's health this this season has been very well managed, and I think that any talk about him potentially being unhealthy is all overblown. Um, I think that he is extremely healthy. I think he is geared up and ready to go. I think for him, I'm just I'm j- I just want him to just be able to jail offensively and defensively once the season um, kind of. I mean, once the season get, turns up a notch in the playoffs. I'm not worried about him at all. They don't have any back-to-backs. Um, I think he'll play every game, and I think he'll play anywhere between 32 to 38 minutes a night. I think we saw last year in Toronto, they rested him the entire year so that way he could play the entire playoffs. So he's going to play the entire playoffs. And I actually think Kawhi Leonard has the chance to be the, uh, the NBA bubble playoff MVP. I think that Dame can have the regular season MVP, and if they're going to nominate a, a, a playoff MVP, I think Kawhi has a chance to, to actually do that because – He's been a guy that's still been kind of flying under the radar, even though he's having still a top five season in the NBA this year. So I think we'll see. So let's go ahead. Speaking of, um, you know, you know, seasons, um, let's talk about the Rockets versus Thunder. Pavi, the Rockets are your team. Um, go ahead. Talk about it. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I'm kind of scared for the Rockets. Well, number one, I just think the Thunder are a bad matchup for the Rockets in general. Like I remember even when I think they came to OKC, I think both of them played that day and like they got cooked by like 20. Um, I just need that one. Chris Paul is cerebral. Chris Paul also knows the offense. Chris Paul is a basketball nerd. He's talked about it many times. It's not like the Rockets do things that surprise you. Like, you know what they're going to do. It's just like, are they going to make shots and can you stop it? Um, I think that the Thunder do have the perimeter defenders to be able to guard them, especially if Russ isn't healthy. He, he, he has a strained quad. We don't know how bad the strained quad is, but we do know he's probably not playing game one and game two. So I don't know how bad it is, but we know he's probably not playing. I think that, you know, you do that. You got Shay to, you know, put on Harden. You got Dort to put on Harden. Don't sleep on Andre Robeson, who, granted, he is, you know, two years uh, removed from that um, patella tendon that uh, he tore. But now it looks like he can actually shoot a three when he's wide open to be able to stay on the court offensively. And if he can do that, we, we got to remember that two years ago when he went down, he was arguably in the defensive player of the year conversation, if not the defensive player of the year. Like that Thunder team was basically built off their defense, built off the fact that you had Roberson and you had PG. You bring Dort, you bring Roberson, you bring Shea, you bring Chris Paul, all these guys to guard Harden, especially if Russ not there. And now you depend on Eric Gordon and Austin Rivers and all these guys to not only make threes, but also make plays. I don't know. 
Um, this series scares me. I thought it was like Rockets in six, even if it was healthy. Now, now that it's not, now that they're not healthy, I think it goes seven, and we have no idea what could happen in Game Seven. Literally zero idea what could like happen in Game Seven. And Chris Paul is mad. He's mad. He is old, cerebral, and mad. And Russ ain't there. It's just ironic they traded Chris Paul because of health, and now like Russ get there, and, like he broke down. Like, come on, G. Yeah, John, what do you think? I mean, I think Houston's going to go as far as as far as they can to protecting the glass. If they don't protect the glass, if they don't rebound with Russ out the first couple of games. I think it's going to be there in for a rough. I really uh, like that analysis, actually, because with Russ there, he is a guy. Have you talked about it many times? He's playing their center. He's also crashing to the rim every single time after a missed three or a missed jumper and usually picking up either offensive rebounds or grabbing defensive rebounds or the defensive end. You're right about that. I agree. Which which, which, was real quick. Why you saw? I think Harden had 17 boards against Indiana. That's why, because Harden got to step up and he got to go rebound. Because I mean, Austin Rivers obviously is not like we said rebounder that like uh, Russ is. But the thing about it is, is that going? That's uh, granted. Now we've never seen Harden in in, uh, playoffs with this much rest. So Harden usually has like a huge responsibility on him. Maybe the rest, you know, helps even if Russ can't get back, you know, 100% um, completely right. Maybe the rest help, you know, Harden out. So that's one plus that the Rockets do have, even though Russ is banged up right now, is we've never, ever, ever in our lives really since Harden has been, uh, you know, the head of the snake in Houston, seen a refreshed Harden going into the playoffs. That's one thing that they do have, but this series still does scare me for um, Houston. No, I agree. So, so the question is, how many shots is Harden going to take if, if uh, Westbrook is out? And Westbrook comes back, his game relies on him being healthy and jumping and getting to the basket. Uh, if he's, I mean, if he's, he's hurt, got a quad injury, yeah, I mean, if he's hurt with a quad, like is he just a decoy on that? Uh, I'd be scared if I was Houston. Um, I think it's going seven two, and I think it's just a coin toss. I think if it goes seven, um, the Rockets are going to lose. And like I told you, I think the Lakers better be worried because I also think that this series is going to be a huge test for either one of these teams. And I think the confidence that either one of these teams will have after winning this series is going to be something that we haven't seen before headed in, um, you know, for a team headed into the second round, especially with no crowd. The other part about Chris Paul, to me, not being clutch in the second round, I think a lot of times because I don't, I just never thought he was a great away player. I never thought he was a great away player, but quite honestly, he's never a great home player either because they would still lose at home in Staples. So, I mean, I just think that I think I think this season for me, and I've said this before and people have called me crazy. I think it's Chris Paul's best season personally as a pro. I think that I've seen him get the best out of the out of the least. Um, um, and I've seen him get the best. This isn't. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I've never heard of Lou Dort. Andre Robertson hadn't played in three years. He's been trying than to trade Stephen Adams for two years. Danilo Gallinari, toss-in trade guy. They traded six first-round oh, picks for Paul George. This team is better than those than those um Hornets teams, bro. Uh, not, uh, I think they're I think they're about I think they're about what and what, and I think Chris Paul has done a great job with the with with the least amount in 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 doing the best job in his role. That's my personal opinion. That's my personal opinion. But I am going to take. The Thunder to win this series. Um, well, you know, I, I picked the Rockets, but I only picked the Rockets if Russ was healthy. If Russ is going to literally be out two games, this is going to go seven, and I'm going to take the Thunder. I think if James Harden wants to prove to me that he's not small game James, you put this Thunder team out in six games. Get him out of here. Get him out of here quick, quickly. Because also, 
I don't think James Harden is that guy. So if he's that guy, you've been telling me he is. Then get no, I don't think quick. on Harden because they're gonna double him literally the entire. They, they they're, they're gonna do basically they're, they're gonna do basically what like like even what the Nets did last night with Dame. Literally at half court, he's gonna see two people. He's gonna have to pass the ball. That's gonna be either Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon, Ben McLemore, whoever else, Daniel House. And they may lose in four. I mean, they, they may lose in five. And they, but no, but no. This thing about the Rockets is they're with, with you know them playing small ball. They do have five shooters on the uh, court, so technically you giving up an open three all the time. And you know them, they shoot sixty threes a game. If they gonna shoot sixty threes, end up making twenty five. That's like thirty percent. But you made twenty five threes. G. You still out shooting most people, even if you do shoot thirty five percent. So if they can just make shots and also be able to play make the thing about Eric going being back now, you know with uh Russ being out is that it gives you another straight line ball driver. Mm-hmm. Before you really only had like one with Austin if like if if um Russ wasn't gonna be there. And also this may help EG get back in the rhythm because he will be counted on more than what he would have been counted on with um Russell Westbrook. Look, I just want to say there's a clip of uh Kevin Garnett out there when Eric Gordon was shooting the ball in New Orleans. All right. Uh and if you know what clip I'm talking about, uh go back and watch that. That's how I feel about Eric Gordon in any kind of competition that's gonna matter. It's not it's not gonna trash ass, like no. He's going to fold up and wilt, and James Harden is going to wilt like a flower in the sun like he always does when it comes down and it gets thick. I think the funniest part is, the, you know, you know, this first-round series is, is versus two guys to me that are perennial chokers. I'm not going to say that they chokers, bro. Like, they're perennial I, chokers. I Chris Paul that. and James Harden here are that. perennial chokers. So I'm going to be very excited to see that one of them will be able to get out of there. Wait, I, I I just I just can't get behind that, bro. The man that went seven with the team that people say is the team of the um decade and lost in seven, but people say he's a choker. It, the, 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 no, no Kevin Durant, no Kevin Durant, no Kevin Durant, no Kevin Durant version of the of, of the uh, team won seventy three games. Nah, it's not, not the and same also, team. The, the went, team before had a way better business. Stop disrespecting the went, Warriors. They went seven with Kevin Durant on the floor. So what the hell? Like it just don't compute to me, bro. Like how are the Warriors? Because he's an MVP. If Steph Curry, Warriors? when Steph Curry lost and, and they lost three one, they called him a choker after they lost three one. Because he was the MVP. And also losing a three one. I called him a choker after they lost the three one lead. Losing a three one lead in finals. The Rockets had the lead at home and they still lost the damn game. Stop it. A three two lead and then and Steph, Steph Curry had zero in the first half and finished the game with what thirty one. And you sit up here talking to me about that he didn't choke. Uh, that is com- that is complete. That they being up three one in the in the MF final losing three straight games. That's I know how you always start stuttering when you talk about how uh, the uh, the Rockets lost to the Warriors. All right, what? But anyways, let's go ahead. Last topic before we get ready to get out of here. LeBron finished this season averaging ten point two assists. Um, he is now one of a few players to actually. Um, you know, go out there and be able to lead the league um, in scoring as well as in assists. Um, so what are your thoughts? Where does this season rank um, for you all in terms of LeBron? How do you feel about this season for LeBron as a whole? I mean, it's, for me, the season of LeBron is about LeBron as a person. And it, it's hard to separate what he's done this year as a human being and also as a player, uh, both of which have been outstanding and I think pillars of what a modern NBA athlete and any athlete and human uh, should strive to. He was asked to be a full-time point guard this year. He came in with double-digit assists. Everything that man has been asked to do, sacrifices he's been asked to make, he has done. He's done it happily. He's gotten along with the coach. He's gotten along with his players. Uh, I think this is one of LeBron James' greatest seasons as a player and as a team player 
despite distractions coming in, despite a new coach coming in, uh, I could not be more impressed with what LeBron James has done uh, as an athlete while doing the amazing things he's doing as a person. Um, I think watching him play is like watching. Um, it's, it's like unlike anything else to see his court vision as somebody, his stature, who looks like he should be an NFL tight end. He has no business doing what he does uh, at his size. I cannot say enough about LeBron James this year. And I think, and I probably get some, get some flack for this, but I still think that he is the NBA MVP this year. He's not, but Pavy, go ahead, continue. Uh, um, he's not, John. As you're, far you're like, as the man is averaging, Giannis is averaging 30, 13, and five with, with literally like a top 10 efficiency rating in NBA history. I love the, the uh, I lo- don't get me wrong, I love the LeBron narrative. Look what but, he had to do. That's he all it is. Point guard. He has point Anthony guard. Davis. Is Anthony Davis not a top five player in the NBA? Yeah, Giannis have another top five player on his team. Yeah, well, Giannis, wait, 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 Giannis, hold on, hold on, stop. Giannis does have a man who I who wait. I don't know if he fits. A man that you told me would not have his twenty four in the playoffs last year. Listen, 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 listen. That that don't matter. Case for the point is, I don't know if he finished it, but he was at 50, 40, 90, and only five people in the history of basketball. He on the list with Larry Bird, Dirk Nowitzki, and Steph Curry. I'm just saying he did have that. You could make an argument if you if, if you could make an argument if you wanted to that Chris Middleton is having a top ten season and, in the league. He didn't finish 50, 40, 90. He, he was he close, was close but he didn't finish it. And no, he's not having a top uh, a, a top what top 10. 10. Man, arguably, you, arguably, you, you, arguably. I know you don't do drugs, but you efficiency. Well, no, but, but, but look, Anthony, no, Anthony Davis, Chris Middleton. I'm not, Chris no, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not true. But, um, as far as where, where it ranks, I mean, LeBron played what 17 years, so I'm not about to literally sit here and try to it's rank LeBron season. season to me. I, I, I'm not about to sit here and literally try to rank literally every single season that that he's ever had. That's like just entirely impossible and even still 13 best season for um lebron lebron's had a lot of incredible seasons that have been mvp candidate for like all of them seasons so that's not a terrible thing to say but as far as just enjoyable seasons it's been one of the most enjoyable seasons yeah. I've, I've ever like 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 bronze highlight tape this year is crazy he's dunked on people he's made you know great passes he's pulled up from half court he's done it in a you know a um lakers jersey he's been a model citizen you know even people talk about like i've even seen lebron run plays this year I've literally seen LeBron allow himself to be used in sets this season. And I think that people, you know, always, well, oh, he's going to run over Frank Vogel. He hasn't done that. Like you said, he's been a model season. He could have easily I, – I haven't seen him really throw teammates under the bus this season. Like I've seen him do yeah, sometimes in past years. Just so? So? I remember when he did it with Kyrie when, when like I think I think Kyrie had like zero assists. He was like, "That's never gonna happen again." Something like that. Like I've seen him do that with other people, and he hasn't done that this season. Now you can say because he's older and he want to keep AD. All these things may be true. Maybe he's learned from his other situations that happened with you know other players. Maybe learn from the Kyrie situation. I don't know, but for me, especially when you look at you know the things that he had to deal with off the court this season, which are kind of like unprecedented and like who like nobody prepares you to deal with some of the things off the court that he, that he had to deal with this year. We ain't got to get into him, but he had to deal with a lot of stuff off the court this year that I think he has to be committed for. We have to stop. Uh, all right, man. I, no, no, I no, guess, no, I guess. no, no, but like, like, no, Kobe, but like, Kobe's passing affected everybody. I, yes, I hate like, how, yeah, like, I hate how we all 
Actually, no, because LeBron no, was because the only one that had to deal. That's with not Ryan what we. That's literally. That's literally you. Like you don't know. Like no. no like you literally. You literally know. You literally took. No, all did. We all literally. You literally. You literally took what I said here and it drew a comparison way over here. Me saying that. No, no, because listen, no, he was in a unique position. For one, he did break his record literally like 14 hours before. Also, you know everybody stopped. You know everybody literally wants to hear from LeBron for whatever reason, want to hear from LeBron James. He has to be the person at the first home game to get up there and speak and make a speech. I'm just saying that things that, you know, him as a leader of that basketball team, of the Lakers in that situation had to deal with in that situation. I think he handled the situation as best as you could possibly handle the situation. Did. And I think they were all affected. I'm not saying that they did it. I'm not I'm not. That's not what I, I said. I, I just you, said I that he handled the situation. I just said that he. A lot of people have created that narrative, which I know. No, I'm just, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying that you as the leader of the Lakers, as LeBron James in that jersey, when that happens, like, people people want to hear from you people people want to know what you're going to say you have to be the guy that you know the first game at stables back you got to be the one to go up there and talk it has to be you you have to learn how to you know navigate through that system through that period somehow whatever i don't know but i just think that for me it was one of the most enjoyable seasons watching lebron james you know even me being able to go to lakers games this year and go watch lebron james is one of the most enjoyable probably I, I would say i've never seen lebron in person honestly i still have no desire to see LeBron. probably i would say 20 the I, last yeah, i just don't i don't like literally probably i, I would say the probably i would say the last year in cleveland was probably the most fun i've had watching um bron play um then i would probably say maybe the second year after they lost uh, what no, no, this uh, the uh, second year in um, Miami, and then I'll probably maybe say the first year in Cleveland was some of the most fun I've ever had watching LeBron James. So, this like this year is up there for me as far as fun. All righty, so John, we appreciate you for coming through to talk NBA with us. Thank you so much yes. for you know, you know, we definitely appreciate it, man. It was a great convo. We broke down the Western Conference today. Please talk to the people, let them know where they can find you at on the internet. Listen, so first, thank you for having me. Um, no somebody who generally just talks tech, the chance to talk sports is like a dream come true. It's my passions are cars, tech, and sports. So to get a chance to talk about this with you guys thank you. Uh, is, is awesome. Thank you. So thank we you appreciate it. Hey, we've been trying to set this up for like eight months, so I'm glad that we yeah, actually were able to make it happen. I mean, obviously, the pandemic and everything is nuts and stuff. And also, yeah. you're, you know, you know, you, I think you just had a child. I'm actually having my first child, so congratulations to you. Congratulations um, to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, um, so yeah, so I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Definitely enjoyable. So, you know, anytime you want to come back and scream and yell, talk some hoops, let's do it. I would love, I would love to come back and talk with you guys. Thank you for having me. Um, and just an absolute pleasure to be on the show and, and share the airwaves with you guys. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, fans. So as always, you can find us on the internet at uh, uh, Hoops and Brews. Make sure you subscribe, like the video. Make sure you also go youtube.com slash TV as well as youtube.com slash Hoops and Brews. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the videos, check out the highlights. We have highlights. We have new shows. Make sure you check out the Win Daily Show. We have Pavs Daily Takes. We have Hoops and Brews Happy Hour. We have Hoops and Brews. Um, you know, the new show in L.A., our Lakers, I'm sorry, our Clippers show. We have King Watch, which is our all, uh, you know, Lakers show. So make sure you go check out that content. Thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of basketball and sports content available on YouTube.com slash Media TV. I'm, uh, you know, your co-host, TPJ. You can find me on, on the Internet at RealTPJ, R-E-L-T-P-J. It's a film joke. If you don't get it, you're dummy. And as always, the show co-stars, rapper extraordinaire, Pavy. Go ahead, talk to the people. Can we get a little bit more enthusiasm for your mixtape? Natty, you up. <laughs> yeah, man. As always, follow me on Twitter at Pavver. That's P A V Y Word, all one word. Pavvers.com. Make sure y'all go check it out. And I just dropped a new project it's called I Just Felt Like Rapping Too. You can find it everywhere. Music can be streamed at. 
It's under 30 minutes long. It's 10 records, but it's under 30 minutes long. I, I didn't want to make it long for you guys. So make sure y'all go check that out. And um, yeah, talk to you guys later. All right. And as always on Hoops and Brews, we drink beer, we talk basketball, don't drink and drive. John, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and as always, please make sure patreon.com slash HNB. Go help us out, support us. And until next time, we will get up with you all um, on Hoops and Brews. We appreciate it. You all have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. And we'll be back to preview the Eastern Conference and talk playoffs on Monday. Oh, well, Pavi, one quick thing, because actually um, Richard C. Wright, uh, he wanted to know, who do we have for the finals picks? My finals picks, Bucks, Clippers, who you got? Come on, make a, pick, make a damn pick. We started this show with hot takes. Now you don't want to do no damn hot takes. Get over yourself. Let go of that ego. Come on. Bucks, Raptors, shit. I say in the finals. Bucks, Raptors. How do Bucks go oh, play the Raptors and they in the same oh, damn conference? Raptors, Clippers. <laughs> All right. We love y'all. We'll get up with y'all next time. It's been Hoops and Brews. Peace out. Fresh like I just got a contract. Fresh like I just got a max. Roll up that we ball into the max. Fresh like I got a contract. Moving through the city with me.